This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oh, no one ever thinks about the food below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho yo yo ho yo We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. Hey guys, welcome to our new season of Gangplank Report. We are going over Below Deck Mediterranean Season 7, Episode 1, and they called it Welcome Home, and we are just going to not throw shade today yet and (laughs) call it that. (laughs) Start off pretending to be nice people. (laughs) And here is Jen for your rapid recap. Okay, we're going to try and make this a little more of a rapid recap now. So we're anchored in Malta. This is Sandy's first time there. The ship is the Motor Yacht Home, which is a very futuristic hybrid ship. We get introduced to the crew. We have Natasha, Natalia, and Kyle on the interior. Natasha and Natalia actually kind of look like twins, and hopefully Natalia wears her glasses or else I'm screwed this season. And then we have, so far... Reagan, who is the bosun, and Jason on deck. Z and Storm are in quarantine, so they're down two people. The charter guests arrive. There is a lot of complaining from the primary, and by the end of the episode, things become unstable. And that's a rapid recap. Awesome. So, Jen, thoughts on this new crew? I mean, honestly, confession time, I had to Google the crew mm-hmm. right before we recorded this because I had a tough time remembering everybody. So I feel like some of this must have been production just going, he, he, he. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's screw with them from jump. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it yeah, felt yeah. like. It did. And by that, I mean the stewardesses. They're both Mm -hmm. adorable, by the way. Like they both seem like they're competent and friendly and all that stuff. So this is not a knock on them, but the fact that they look so similar is kind of creepy. Yeah. You're not a real housewives watcher, but the ones who do will think about Lisa and Meredith on Salt Lake City because they look so much alike and you're just being introduced to them that it's hard to tell. And to prove that it's hard to tell when you and I were covering the trailer, 
I confused them and I thought that Natasha was interested in Storm after having a relationship with Dave and it was Natalia who's interested in Storm. So I have already screwed it up before the season even started. So <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun, I can say. <laughs> Well, I mean, no knock on you. I saw a lot of other comments of people that were saying exactly the same thing. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're all in the same boat. Ha ha. Ha ha. So for what it's worth, I'm excited that they both seem like they're pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Kyle, too. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of Kyle just yet. I think it's going to be more dramatic. I think he's starting off on a very nice foot, but he also seems he's got that little pot stirrer quality for sure yeah i think that he's competent i think that he does his job well but i think he has more fun when things are a little chaotic yeah a little more dramatic i don't think he wants smooth sailing all the time he gives me first season fraser vibes Mm-hmm. Agreed. I get that a little bit too. And not sexual orientation wise, just in attitude. Attitude. Yeah, actually, that's the perfect word for it. Because at the end of the episode, when he's asking Natasha about her relationship with Dave, which we'll get into in a second, that was my first foray into, okay, he wants dish, he wants drama, he wants scoop. So we'll see where it goes for him. The person I felt most sorry for this whole episode was Jason. Yes. Aside from the Midwestern bond I have with him, him being from Indiana. And I love that he acts like nobody knows what Purdue is because in the Midwest, that's kind of a big deal. You know, <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was just like, dude, it's Purdue. It's okay. You know? <laughs> well, maybe on a boat in Malta, people don't. Right. Know. Exactly. Well, you saw Reagan's face when he said he was from Indiana. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, her face wouldn't anything, but right. Yeah. yeah. RBF for days. But I really felt bad for him. And it's not Z and Storm's fault that they were coming from South Africa. And I have not followed international COVID to the level that I did at the beginning of the pandemic. So I didn't realize that South Africa was on so many red lists. So apparently they had to do a quarantine that the other crew members didn't have. Mm. That's not Reagan's fault. Okay, but how she behaved knowing she was down crew members is her fault. And she did not start off on a good foot with me. <laughs> or Jason, for that matter. Yeah, I'm glad that he finally said something. He took it on the chin quite a bit for a long time and didn't say anything till they were in the crew mess eating together. But I'm glad he finally said something. I thought he was a little passive aggressive about it, but I might have been as well. True. I mean, this is still like day one of working with somebody new. So, right. And well, in the whole first meeting, Sandy gave a litany of things that she would not tolerate. And I think that this is Sandy's way of cleaning the slate from all the previous seasons about what will and won't be tolerated. It felt like a laundry list of everything she's been picked on for overlooking. Did you get that vibe or no? I did. And for what it's worth, I have a theory about this, that I think that this is Sandy's not, I, I can't even say a redemption season, because I think we're so far past that. Mm -hmm. I feel like this 
having almost a completely new crew with the exception of two very likable crew members from a previous season mm-hmm. she's not coming on this season with the baggage of her relationship with Hannah or a lot of other things that we have seen over the years with her that gives her an opportunity let's put it this way if she can't make this work with this crew who's completely new to her and new to this boat, with the exception of Z and another crew member that we know comes back partway through the season, I feel like this proves that Sandy is not the leader we thought she was at the beginning. And I have a feeling that we're going to see something different out of her. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that while I don't expect it to be a redemption season, that's why I said the clean slate. Sometimes you just have to start over and give somebody a second chance and drop everything in the past and say, okay, that was then, this is now, allow for people to have growth and introspection and reflection. And I'm trying to do that. I really am. Although, (laughs) and there's always a but or an although. (laughs) I felt like with the Malia thing, when they flagged to her, To my knowledge, Malia had just had that major scooter accident and they said that she was at that point a chief officer on another boat. I don't know the timing of this, but I found that suspect. That's all I can say about that is making her in absentia even bigger than she was how we've seen her. She's like gone beyond Bosa now. And now she's the chief officer on a ship kind of thing. Could have happened. I don't know. I don't follow her because I don't like her. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, facts. So I'm not sure on that. But I also thought that the focus on how bad Reagan was, was kind of a, see, Malia wasn't so bad. Malia at least was a hard worker kind of thing. I was getting that vibe Mm. that they were redeeming Malia even though she wasn't there which is wholly unnecessary right because we can just not talk about her and let's not that was my bad for bringing her up (laughs) (laughs) it is part of the context of the show Jen yep yep it is so these guests arrive and the first word out of their mouths is decadence that they want decadence and with two people down i knew it was already going to be what you term as a ship show yep it was definitely going to be a hot mess but it only seemed to be the primary billy to me did you catch anybody else being that way no it just seemed like him Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean there weren't others that were making comments but easier to focus on him right right yeah So he wasn't happy from the time he got the shots. He hates Blue Jolly Ranchers. And honestly, I don't know that we've seen welcome shots, have we? I don't. When they come back off of an excursion, they've had some kind of custom cocktail, but they almost always welcome them with champagne. Correct. Yeah, that was a little unusual to me. And to choose something like a Jolly Rancher (laughs) shot. I mean, you have to think this is the first trip Mm -hmm. of the season. Right. With a brand new group of guests. And this is the very first impression that you're making. Like that would not have been my choice. Right. But maybe she's trying to do something different and be a little bit more creative than what she's seen before on the show. I don't know. Yeah. Would not have been my first choice. But- to each their own yeah it didn't land well let's put it that way 
Yeah, it seemed to land well with the other people. And that's why I'm not sure if this is a Billy thing or if this is a this group thing. Because everybody else seemed pleasant, a little catty sometimes. It gave me shades of that guy who walked around in the last sailing season saying, get rid of all these little statues. Yes, yes. Oh, you're so right. That's true. That's very funny. But getting the boat off the dock. Okay, so Ray, the chief officer, is doing the call outs of the distances. Those dolphins looked ridiculously close together. Mm -hmm. Have you been in ports where it's like that? Does that mean they're not used to super yachts? Because Sandy said that the super yacht industry hasn't really discovered Malta. Is that why that might be? That's not entirely true. Okay. I think that it's just the way that the marina is set up is it's not super friendly to that. And that could be for a couple of different reasons, geography being one of them okay. because of where it is. And it's in the middle of an old town and it's entirely possible and probable that that was just not a great spot for them to be. Mm-hmm. There are some places in the Caribbean that are similar to that. Let's put it that way. Like St. Bart's okay. is like that. Well, when she said that they aren't moving the dolphins for her, like they did in Croatia. That was a thing that I didn't know about either. So are there places where those are movable then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's more like a mooring ball that you can pull out of the way. Yeah. All right, that makes more sense then. Yeah, so I mean, there is differences. Because they were so close and because it was Ray calling them out and he's the chief officer, I kind of assumed that this wasn't going to be the point where anything went wrong with that. I honestly didn't think we were going to see any boat drama the first episode and boy was I wrong. Yeah. But I didn't think it would be there. No, I agree with you. I think it's good setup. We also didn't expect to have to kick off our first set of guests on my season because they brought drugs on board. So, you know, yeah, it's real. Yeah, really happening. Yeah. But back to Billy, there is constant conflict throughout this episode. He was and I wrote down the percentage because it was such a rando number, 137% sure that he had no cinnamon on his preference sheet. And dude was 137% wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. He's very particular, which we've had a lot of particular guests, but he has zero patience. And he said that he was a big customer service guy. So maybe that's why. But it seems he has zero patience for failing to meet his expectations. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have nice things to say. Even Reagan, when she was asking him about what he wanted, first he was talking about sea bobs and then he's talking about jet skis. And so she's just clarifying in her head and he acted like she was mean. She actually smiled. I watched on the second. Yeah, I've already watched it twice. I know I'm ridiculous human being, but she did smile at him and said, okay, I'll check on that and see what we can do. And it was one of the few smiles she made the whole time. So I don't know what he was perceiving or if he just doesn't like anybody giving him anything back. I think that was a lot of the cocktails talking. Okay. And that makes sense. And Kyle did say that he had maybe five too many. I mean, there's a lot of people that I know that I like very much that I don't want to hang out with when they're drinking. Yeah. And he probably is one of those people. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd want to hang out with him anyway, but 
Yeah. But Kyle went to follow up with him. He told him he's not happy with Reagan. Kyle takes it to Sandy. Sandy immediately puts Kyle in this place like, well, rightfully so that they're complaining. <laughs> and Kyle's like, yes, yes, right. So he learned very quickly that Sandy's always going to side with the guests, which is the captain's job. You're there to make the guests happy. And I thought she handled them very well, even in the, if you've been drinking, our crew's going to need to drive you on those kind of thing. For sure. I didn't understand why the crew needed to be driving them on the jet skis and not on the sea bobs, maybe because they were wearing life vests and couldn't drown. I don't know. I mean, I think they're both dicey. It's dicey. Yeah. Either way. But how do you drive somebody on a one man Well, and that's the thing. You can't, but I don't know that I would have let them use them. If you're too inebriated to drive a jet ski, I don't know that I would have been okay with letting them use the C-bobs in that moment. It's not that you cannot do damage with a C-bob. It's a lot less likely than you would be doing damage to somebody else with a C-bob. Right. So... I mean, you've got to cut your losses on some level and just figure out what is the path of least resistance that's going to make everybody happy. As long as there's somebody standing on the back of the boat, keeping an eye on them, then fine. But would not have been my choice. Yeah. But again, we're told not to say no. So where do you draw the line? That is a very good point. And her cover is going to be safety. I think safety is going to be a big word this year, because even when we finally get Z and Storm on the boat, They come by tender, it's in the evening, and she gets them started on clearing out that hallway of it looked like a combination of trash and unstowed provisions to me. I can't be positive. Yeah. But safety was her keyword when she was talking to Z. She said, it's a safety issue. We need to get this cleared out. And so that was Z and Storm's first task. Then the show did lighten up because it was a lot of just kind of grumpy, not fun things to watch. Interesting if you like drama, but not fun. But when the drag queen came on the boat, it seemed like the entire mood lightened up and everybody took a deep breath and said, okay, this is meant to be fun. We're going to have fun now. Yeah. So I enjoyed that part very much. When we spoke yesterday, You Mm -hmm. said that you got a feeling about something that we were going to talk about while we were recording that you didn't want to clue me into because you wanted to give me an opportunity to see it for myself first. So dish. Okay. My feeling is a little bit of what I spoke about before. And we get it the next morning with Sandy instantly jumping on Reagan about not scheduling the anchor watch and not having that schedule. She hasn't spoken to Z or Storm. She got to see them for about 10 minutes before she went to bed the night before. I have a feeling that they're putting Reagan up as a caricature of Hannah. You think so? Yes, because Hannah was known for smoke breaks. She was known for not necessarily doing everything the way Sandy would do it. She had an RBF. (laughs) I just, that was the vibe I got. That the way they're gearing the show is that Sandy has been in the right all along. And here is another representation of a person who did things similarly to somebody Sandy had difficulty with. So it's understandable now with hindsight, why Sandy had difficulty with them. That was just the vibe I got. And I didn't want to tip you off to that because you know how I am about 
wanting objective thoughts. I wanted to know what you really felt. What I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think about it that way. It makes sense to me. I'm curious to see, because from my knowledge and spoiler alert, so cover your ears if you don't want to hear this. She doesn't last long. Right. Reagan doesn't last long, mm-hmm. according to what I know. And I wouldn't be surprised if that is their, like I said, I don't feel like this is supposed to be a Sandy redemption season. I feel like inherently it is already anyway, because we have a mostly new cast. Right. So I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And I could be reading too much into it, which again is why I didn't want to talk to you about it ahead of time. It just kind of had this vibe of this is a person who is well qualified for the job. She had 12 years in yachting, but is kind of over it and isn't doing what she should be doing. I mean, she had Jason carry that floating dock by himself it was constantly a be right back or give me two minutes kind of thing and she was either smoking or off somewhere you heard more than once where's the bosun and toys weren't out and the schedule wasn't up the tender wasn't out all of these different things it felt like a lot for the first episode and it could be in the same way that was sailing how they front loaded a lot with tom because he wasn't there very long Right. It could be editing. Yeah. They might be front loading this a little bit. If it happens rapidly, that we have evidence as to why. So nobody's questioning, well, what did she do that was so awful? But this was a very heavily edited Reagan is lazy episode. Yeah. Is what I got from it. I agree. But the next day, Sandy's upset about the scheduling. She kind of has her first dress down of Reagan. And then things went totally nutso when they lost the stabilizers. That ship was rocking like crazy. And it was different than in sailing out when we would see it. It was always healing to one side. And so everything was going in one direction. This is like a back and forth kind of, it was crazy to see. And it was crazy to see what was happening on the boat itself. I'm watching in the galley and I had to ask Kelsey what that contraption was. And it was the sous vide Mm -hmm. sliding all over. And it looked like that water was boiling and it's like sliding back and forth on this little island. And I was petrified of what's going to happen. And of course, to be continued with no previews for next week. Well, and when they were showing the previews of the show during the show, they were showing the previews. I was sitting there with Andrew watching it and I was like, stabilizers, Bueller, Bueller, anybody? (laughs) Like, of course the stabilizers cut out, but that was my first inclination was what the hell's wrong with the stabilizers? Because that's exactly what would cause something like that. Mm -hmm. Have you been on a boat where that's happened? Oh yeah. That would scare the bazinkies out of me, I swear. (laughs) You know I'm not a boat person anyway, unless I'm watching it on TV, but that would scare me to death. (laughs) I mean, when the stabilizers go out, you obviously have to try to triage it as quickly as possible, but it's a difficult thing to deal with, especially with guests that aren't used to being on boats. It's not a lot of fun, I promise. Right. Okay. So we're in for a little excitement at the beginning of next week, is what you're telling me. Correct. Cool. Cool. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about? What? 
is Natasha and Natalia, the chief stew and the chef. <laughs> oh, I need to find out why you think that Natasha and Dave are lying about the status of their relationship. Lying about it, huh? I think it's a flat out lie. <laughs> like they hooked up on their previous boat, quote unquote. Yes. And are just not disclosing that to anybody? I do. It gives me shades of Adam and Malia. I totally see that. I still don't understand to this day why Adam and Malia didn't discuss it. I think I have a reason why Natasha and Dave are not discussing it. If you listen to her confessional, she says at the beginning of one that right before this charter, she just broke up with a long-term relationship. So I think that by pretending like nothing happened on the boat, that's like damage control in her own life. You know what I mean? So like Mm -hmm. the ex can't say you had a relationship, you were cheating on me, those kind of things. I think it's Natasha's damage control that Dave's going along with because he cares about Natasha. So you think she may have cheated on her ex with Dave? Mm -hmm. Because she said to Sandy, I just got off of a one month charter with Dave. He's great singing his praises, as Sandy said. But then she also says in a confessional, I just broke up with a long term relationship right before this charter. Mm -hmm. So to me, and again, could be wrong. But it kind of insinuates that, yes, they had something going. There's so much chemistry there, which doesn't always mean something happened. But I do not believe you're going to open a cabin door and say, do you want to screw if you've never kissed before? Yeah. Doesn't add up to me. Hmm. And there were little slips of terms of endearment, like hun, that kind of thing. They would slip in when they weren't really thinking like he was going to get her a coffee the next morning he brought her one to the cabin and she was like thanks hon little pieces of this i am in camp kyle on there full of crap that nothing went on i think that this is pre-orchestrated she kind of made the whole cabin choice like it was an open option but the minute she heard natalia say i don't want a room with a boy just because of the smells It was okay. Like she was hoping because she didn't ask Reagan if she minded sleeping in a room with a guy. Yes. Or they edited it, but it looked like she didn't ask her at all. And she immediately jumped on the opportunity. So I think it's hokey. I think that they're together. I think they've been together for a little bit. And because of timing of previous relationships, do not want to mention it. But that's just my theory. It makes sense. We shall see. I don't know if it'll get outed or not, because I don't know if it's true or not. These are just my personal opinions and observations. Please no one sue me. I feel like it's really interesting that they, and just what a small world it is, that they would have ended up on a boat together right before they went to film the show together. Mm -hmm. That's not conspiracy theory. That's just a happenstance of hiring, I'm sure. But it's just funny with casting don't they ask for recommendations like we know they found out about storm because of z they're buddies who grew up together and have known each other since they were 13 
So it could be maybe Dave was the one that got reached out to and he says, I know this great chief stew or Natasha was the one that got reached out to and she's like, I know this great chef if you don't have one. I can understand that more than I can understand this whole, I'm hiding behind an island in a galley so I can scare you and running up to you and hugging you and Dave's discomfort in his confessionals with talking about her. It almost seemed like production didn't want the reveal as well because he said something to the effect of it's hard to talk about without and then trailed off. So I don't know if this is production. I don't know if this is them protecting their personal reputations, what this is. But to me, they're already a couple. And again, Team Kyle. It's going to make really good drama. So I'm here for it. Yeah, I am too. I'm excited. I was very, very happy with the opening episode. I got to watch it the second time with Kelsey and we were both very satisfied with how it opened. I think we could have a good season in front of us. We haven't always been super eager for med. I haven't always been. (laughs) I'll take the royal we out of that. (laughs) I have not always been super eager for med. I'm very excited for Med this season. It looks like a lot's going to be going on. I agree. I'm stoked. I'm excited to see Z back too. I am too. I love that guy. He's just pure light. He just exudes it. He wants to do the job. He wants to make people happy. And his friend Storm seems like a cool guy. A little less humility possibly (laughs) than Z. But if they're good mates, I would think that we're going to end up liking Storm as well. Yeah, I think so too. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. So thank you all for listening. Be sure to do us a favor, rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you for our super fan episode. And until then, bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Laura Lyle, Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.